0: everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it.
1: Jesus finally reveals that he is in fact going to die. He's going to suffer at the hands of the priests and the Gentiles and all the people that hate him, and he is going to die. And eventually the disciples are going to rule and reign with him as judges over Israel Which causes his disciples to immediately get in a giant argument about who's the best. (laughs) Today we're looking at Matthew chapter 19 and Mark chapter 10. They both track very closely. Uh, There's a lot here, but there is a great debate about who is the best and I can't wait to figure it out.
0: Well, chapter 19 in Matthew, it has a lot of the same stories as Mark 10 However, it doesn't include that part quite yet. So we'll see that in chapter 20, uh, the part about the disciples (laughs) wanting to be the favorite again. Uh, But what's interesting, before we even get into that, just to note, because I think there's like, it's always interesting to see the commonality between the two. Um, There is talk of divorce as well as Jesus inviting the children to come to him again. And then also significant conversation about being rich and entering the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. So those are like three things that I saw across the board, common things. And actually, that is that is the only thing that Matthew has in it um, in chapter 19. However, it is also repeated in Mark 10. But f- as far as Matthew, that's all that's there.
1: Let's take those uh, from the top. Like the, the first discussion about divorce is interesting because that's I all see... A trick. I see the Pharisees making an argument that still gets made today. Mm. So the Pharisees are trying to catch Jesus. They know, they already know that divorce is wrong and it's never what God intended. Right. Spoiler alert, that hasn't changed. Divorce is still wrong. It's never what God has intended. Mm -hmm. Um, But they try to catch Jesus in the fact that, well, the Bible does say that you can write a certificate of divorce. So why is that in there if you're not supposed to do it? Which People still uh, do this today, and the Pharisees were doing it then, and Jesus' response is, it's all because you have hard hearts. Like, it's because you don't want to listen to God, you don't want to be obedient Mm -hmm. to God, and because of that, we need a law for people who are lawbreakers to receive punishment to ensure that even those who are hard-hearted still live according to some kind of law. So I think it's interesting that the Pharisees are trying to catch Jesus in something that people still try to catch Jesus in today.
0: It does seem a little odd. I mean, I will fall a little bit onto that side of why is that even allowed? Like, why is it permissible through? Well, I guess there were certain standards, like if this is happening, then yeah. divorce is acceptable.
1: It's, um, it's actually a great, a great case for a divine moral law which is what our laws today are based on, which is why it gets complicated when we try to pull out the divine and the moral. Mm -hmm. That's why the law falls apart. So all laws are based on the fact that there is a measurable good and we should strive toward that measurable good. Mm -hmm. And so here God is saying divorce is wrong. You should stay married. It's actually in Genesis chapter three or maybe chapter two, uh, where he talks about the two shall become one flesh. And you can't you can't split one flesh. So that's pretty significant.
0: Without killing it. Yeah, exactly. Yikes. So that is brought up. We see this testing again of Jesus. And honestly, like, he's God. So he handles himself very well. Um, but I just feel like under that pressure, I just, I don't know. I would have fallen apart. Like, just constantly just being nagged at about, you know, you have to, like, I don't know, watch every word, but obviously Jesus is God. He knows what's up. (laughs) This is no problem for him. Uh, But then again, he does invite the children um, to come to him. And it's interesting. He is talking about the children again, right before he talks about how difficult it is for um, people, certain people to enter the kingdom of heaven. Um, The comparison is pretty crazy, actually, with.
1: So the rich people. Yeah, there's an important passage here where Jesus says it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle Mm -hmm. than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. And there is some uh, interpretive gymnastics that has occurred across history. Um, I've heard people try to make a compelling argument that the eye of a needle is what people called the gates to the city. So when Mm -hmm. Jesus says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle, he was actually talking about the gates of the city, and it's actually not that hard for a camel to go through the gate of the city. The camel just has to kneel down and humble himself to get through it. Um, The reason that interpretation doesn't make a lot of sense is because the disciples' reaction to what Jesus said is like utter shock. Like They're like, well, then who possibly could make it? So if Jesus was just talking about the fact that camels have to bend over, like the disciples wouldn't be shocked mm-hmm. it would it would have made more sense to them so but you can't you can't have the first part of the passage without the second part cuz the second part is with man this is impossible with but with god all things are possible so i think jesus is making the point that when you are rich you tend to be um selfish if left to your own devices
0: well and also not just selfish but self-reliant like you don't yeah. think about your need for god because you think you can attribute all of your success to yourself and not the glory of God. And I think that is like that crazy contrast. Our study Bible actually even mentions it, that it says the general attributes of the rich are the opposite of those of a child. So it's very interesting that he makes that comparison.
1: But it is important to call out that Jesus has already illustrated that Uh, wealthy people use their wealth differently when they are honoring God, when they are believers. Mm -hmm. And so this Mm -hmm. is not a bash Mm -hmm. against wealthy believers. Believers fall into that category of with God. So Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. who are wealthy with God can accomplish many things um, and and indeed can enter the kingdom of heaven. So if you try to do it by yourself, you can't do it. If you try to do it with God, it's very possible.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So then we come into Mark chapter 10, because at this point, most of Matthew has been, well, it has been completely summed up with what we've discussed already. And we get to the part that you were mentioning at the beginning of the episode about the disciples making their requests to Jesus of the the standings that they can have.
1: I think always you need to read all these gospels together. It is very Mm -hmm. helpful, but it is uniquely helpful in this story. Because Mark talks pretty exclusively about, I think it's James and John, yeah. um, wanting like a, like a specific spot. But Mark doesn't talk about what Matthew does in that Jesus had said that they would sit on 12 thrones and judge the 12 tribes. So knowing what Jesus teaches in Matthew gives a little bit more context to what's happening in Mark. Yeah. So we can assume that James and John heard Jesus talking about the thrones which is what caused James mm-hmm. and John to kind of sneak up to Jesus and say, hey, could our thrones be closer in more authoritative positions? Yikes. And it it's, fun. it's funny that Jesus is literally telling the disciples that he's going to die and their and response is to figure out with. who can be powerful. <laughs> and oftentimes I see this as like, it's funny. If you think about it in corporate terms, like I see it as though Jesus is like the This is terrible. Jesus is not a CEO. But if you think of Jesus as like the leader of these people and all these people are like under managers, they're like, oh, there's going to be a vacancy. I wonder who's going to get the top spot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that happens in office Mm -hmm. culture all the time. Mm -hmm. So I think the disciples are susceptible to the same thing. Like Jesus is saying, hey, I'm going to go. And James and John are like, hey, have you thought about who's going to take your place? Because we would like to recommend ourselves. That's
0: just like human nature. Like Mm -hmm. we do that in family units. We do that in work like work Mm -hmm. atmospheres, like Mm -hmm. it just happens unfortunately. Um, but it's funny how he ends that whole section about um he who will be first will be last and the last will be first. Just Mm -hmm. so interesting how that's the takeaway. They probably like what?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean I think I think they're constantly being surprised by Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus is like, Yeah, sure. Just know that if you're gonna well, I mean, he also says will you drink the cup that I drink? And will you be baptized yeah. the way that I'm baptized? They're like, yeah, 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 we'll definitely do that. And Jesus is like, well, you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. Um, that means they're going to die. Mm-hmm. That means mm-hmm. they're going to die, like, a pretty painful death. And they're just, like, gleefully, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah sure.
0: But could you imagine if Jesus had answered any other way? Like, what, he is such a, like, great example of humility and putting other people before yourself. Yep. That, like, his answer to that question was like, hey... If you want to be first, then let others go before then you. just be last. Yeah. And that's like, it's that's so crazy. backwards. But what, can you imagine him giving any other example to us?
1: Well, imagine if he, imagine if he just said, yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: go for it. Or imagine, about if,
1: you. imagine if he said, well, you know, I've, I've had my eye on Peter. Yeah, I did do that. I did do that whole weird. thing where I said he would be the, the stone. Uh-huh. Um yeah, it's true, and you can do that with many of Jesus' stories. Like, mm-hmm. just look at it as like, what if he would have responded this way, and how mm-hmm. different would our theology mm-hmm. and understanding of God be? So, if you want to be last, be first. <laughs> if you want to, <laughs> if you want to be first, be last. I, think I don't know that's if it's where
0: you wanted to go. It works either way, but it I think... does
1: work either way. Usually, it's <laughs> more important to put one before the other. Oh, Depends boy. on which one goes first, and which one goes last. So, uh, <laughs> as far as your part, you know, I think Jesus is talking about extreme humility. I think the early church was known for extreme humility. Um, I think sort sort of unique, like one of the things we've lost is the early church had an extreme impact on culture and humanity because they so willingly gave their lives all the time. Mm -hmm. And we have moved away from that. Like a lot of Christianity today is about massing up power and authority. And... Well,
0: I was just going to add to that. Our culture today tells you, you need to make sure you're taking care of you first, worry mm-hmm. about you first and then everything else. And that is like explicitly backwards to what Jesus talks about. It is. So living in a world that encourages you to put yourself first And and being a Christian or a Christ follower is like, no, we got to be the difference.
1: Probably a really great um, test for if you're hearing like a secular humanist sermon, like clothed in Christianity, is if you hear that thing about when you're on a plane, you have to put your oxygen on first. (laughs) Like that's not what Jesus teaches. Jesus teaches if you want to be first, you should be last. Mm -hmm. And so the whole, the whole like, make sure you care for you first is very selfish And doesn't seem to be what Jesus teaches. I don't think ever. So, in the
0: lens of self-seeking things, don't ever want to go backwards with the plank in your own eye. I guess you can you can
1: can take it extreme directions, (laughs) but but it it does like it does get my attention sometimes. Where it's like that doesn't seem like what Jesus Mm -hmm, taught. mm -hmm. Um, Where it's like you take care of you, and then eventually you can get around to serving Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like, no, that sounds like literally all the bad guys in every (laughs) parable that's told by Jesus. (laughs) So anyway, we'll be back again tomorrow. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to God's plan your part. Don't forget, it is always more important that you listen to God's words rather than our words. So please stick around to hear the reading for the day uh, or go and find it in the Bible and read it yourself. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave a rating and write a review on whatever platform you are using to listen to us. Now that we have all that out of the way, here is the reading for today. Matthew 19. Now when Jesus had finished these sayings, he went away from Galilee and entered the region of Judea, beyond the Jordan. And large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. And Pharisees came up to him and tested him by asking, Is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? He answered, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female, and said, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. They said to him, Why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce and send her away? He said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another commits adultery. The disciples said to him, If such is the case of a man with his wife, it is better not to marry. But he said to them, Not everyone can receive this saying, but only those to whom it is given. For there are eunuchs who have been so from birth, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let the one who is able to receive this, receive it. Then children who were brought to him, that he might lay hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked the people, but Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and went away. And behold, a man came up to him, saying, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All these I, I have kept. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you would be perfect, go. Sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus said to his disciples, Truly, I say to you, only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, And everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, will receive a hundredfold, and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Mark chapter 10 And he left there, and went to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan, and crowds gathered to him again, and again as he was his custom he taught them. And Pharisees came up, and in order to test him, asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. And Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation God made them male and female. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. And in the house the disciples asked him again about this matter. And he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belong the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. houses, and brothers, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands, with persecutions, and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. And they were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them. And they were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. And talking to the twelve again, he began to tell them what would happen to him, saying, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink, or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And they said to him, We are able. And Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink you will drink, and with the baptism with which I am baptized you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is to those to whom it has been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant at James and John. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.